I'm Dave Champion. There have been a lot of theories expounded or spread across social media concerning exactly how the Capitol building protesters or rioters or insurrectionists, whatever you'd like to call them, ended up gaining access to the Capitol building. Some of them are, I'll just be kind and say really unusual. So I'd like to offer my personal opinion on how that went down and why I believe that my personal opinion is perhaps a bit more sensible. Two things need to be said right off the bat. Number one, I want to reference what I said just a moment ago. This is my opinion. Oftentimes I speak about legal facts or scientific facts or physiological facts. This is my personal opinion. And of course, you are more than welcome to disagree with my opinion or anybody else's opinion. Secondly, will we ever know factually what went down that day? I don't know. Hopefully, there will be some sort of like multi-agency investigation that will, in time, tell us exactly what went down. And there's been allegations that local police officers from around the country use their badges to badge their way into the building. Again, they, that, that may be true, but I don't believe that's the problem. There have been accusations that Capitol Police basically opened everything up and let them in. And I'm sure that might have happened with a particular Capitol building police officer who was sympathetic. But again, I don't think that was the systemic problem. I don't think that was the reason. I don't think that was how hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people bent on preventing the constitutional process of electoral vote counting from continuing that day. I don't think that's how that large group made entry into the Capitol building. As many of you know, long ago, I used to be in law enforcement. There may have been people who were left leaning in law enforcement, very few. And if the few that were there generally kept their mouth shut because law enforcement generally is relatively right wing. <clears throat> Let me give you my opinion on how people on the left view having getting their way in use of force and how people on the right view getting their way in having use of force. What I'm about to say are generalizations, and I always have to qualify this because people are so nutty about this kind of stuff. So what, what is a generalization? A generalization means it is not always true, but it's mostly true. It's generally true, okay? So before people go, that's not always true. Yeah, I know, it's a generalization. Okay, so people on the left, they want the power of government used to enforce their will on other people. They want men with guns and batons and tasers and uh, pepper spray and so forth. They want those people to go out and force the leftists' view on the public. But the leftists, again, generally speaking, the leftists, ooh, they don't want to dirty their hands with that. They want to pay rough men with guns and tasers and pepper spray and handguns. They want to pay an army of blue or tan to go out and enforce their will on others. Now my view of the right, okay? The right wants government to enforce their will on everyone who doesn't think like them. But the distinction is people on the right, 
they're more inclined to want to be the guy with the baton and the gun and the taser and, and the mace and the handcuffs and so forth, okay? So both sides want force used to enforce their views on everybody who doesn't think like them, but one group is not, that their tendency is not to get their hands dirty doing it. The other group, their tendency is much more likely to want to be an enforcer. I'll share with you also that my experience in law enforcement is that this thing where most people in law enforcement are uh, fairly right-wing goes right up the chain of command. I think the, the only person I know who was an avowed leftist who wore a badge was a gentleman I used to know who was a lieutenant on the Washington, D.C. Police Department. Other than that, I can't think of any people in law enforcement who were at least overtly leftist. All right, so now let's take this dynamic back to Washington, D.C., January 6th, the Capitol building, the Trump rally in front of the White House. They all marched down to the Capitol building, and we all know how that wound up. Okay, so if I'm right that law enforcement is predominantly right-wing, then whether it's the street cop, which would not that term would not necessarily apply to Capitol Police, the guy working the, the Capitol grounds, all the way up the chain of command, the supervisors, the sergeants, middle-level management, executives, and so forth, um, you're going to find primarily people who are on the right. If they're on the right, they probably fully accepted the narrative that Trump supporters respect law enforcement and do not damage the property of others. Okay? Remember how people who were uh, on the right generally, but, but most specifically Trump supporters, were just livid and condemned the hell out of the protesters who were damaging the federal courthouse in uh, Portland. Okay? So if you watch that and you said, look at all those people who support Trump condemning damage to that courthouse. You would, if you were on the right, think, you know, hey, these are my people and they don't damage a government property and they respect law enforcement. So with that as the construct and knowing that these are Trump supporters who you imagine, if you were one of these ex law enforcement executives, you imagine fit the profile I just described. Why would you take all sorts of uh, anti-violent rioter precautions for a group that you bought into the narrative that they're totally peaceful. Why would you prepare for violence if you believe they were totally peaceful? We know that the Capitol Police did a little bit of preparation in case there was a little bit of rowdiness because as you can see a small number of DC police officers in full right gear, okay, you can see them lined up. So we know that there was at least a small contingent. That's probably just SOP. So we can presume that was the minimal preparation under the standard operating procedures for the Capitol Police when a group is supposed to show up. We know from statements made by both DC Capitol Police management and from spokespeople at the Pentagon that there was no advanced coordination with the Pentagon concerning the Washington DC National Guard. In fact, what we know now is that when the DC police reached out by phone to the Pentagon and said, hey man, we need the National Guard here right now, the Pentagon was like, what do you mean right now? <laughs> and 
The Pentagon wanted to know to do what? Okay, there, was, there had been so little communication in advance. The Pentagon didn't even know specifically when the DC, uh, when the Capitol Police were calling, they didn't even really know what they wanted. They were like, okay, so stop telling us numbers because apparently that, well, we need you to send hundreds of guys. And so the Pentagon was like, stop talking to us about numbers and talk to us about what your goals are. Okay. Oh, they're rioting, they're tearing the place. Okay, so riot control. Okay, so then the Pentagon they did fire up the D.C. National Guard, but the D.C. National Guard doesn't run around with batons and shields and all the riot gear and, and riot helmets. They don't run around with that stuff all the time. So it took them 90 minutes to equip the National Guard troops who were already for other reasons in D.C. It took them 90 minutes to equip them as riot police and get them over to the Capitol building. And of course, by then, pretty much it was all over, but the shouting. So... I believe a, a much more reasonable, sensible alternative is not that there was some vast conspiracy um, to allow these crazy, and of course, people who are Trump supporters falsely claim that it was Antifa. Um, it, it, even the people who are experts, both in the intelligence community, law enforcement, and in the media who are experts on Antifa have said, no, it's not. And even some of the Fox News commentators um, have said, no, just stop with that story. It wasn't Antifa. There are a ton of <laughs> stories that you can choose to grab on this issue and make them your own. There, there's got to be, I don't know, 15 or 20 different narratives on what happened that day and how the crowd got access. I'm sharing mine with you. By all means, choose the one that makes the most sense to you.